What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my social life. This is the podcast where we teach you how to grow on social media by talking to people who have actually done it. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by Surf. And today is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is where I sit down and break down the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today, we're discussing my conversation with Jeremy Abramson, who you might know as Coach Jeremy 305. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast with Jeremy yet, Jeremy, who is Jeremy? I think that's an important question to clarify here. Jeremy is just someone with some of the most unbelievable energy I have ever personally met. Um, I met Jeremy at VCon back in May, and it was a super interesting day that I met Jeremy because there was a drive-by shooting that happened when we were there, um, like not at VCon itself, but in Minneapolis, we were walking to dinner. There was a drive-by shooting across the intersections. We were all a little, probably a little spooked is the right word to use. We went back to our friend, my good friend, Jamie Lee's hotel. Uh, we ended up doing dinner at the hotel because it was right by, right around where we were at the time. Uh, and then Jeremy ended up coming through and ran into us at, at dinner and he ended up kind of hanging out for a bit. We were chatting. He was like, yo, why don't you guys come up to my room after? We'll have a little party up in my room. There's not a decent amount of space. So we ended up doing that and we ended up going up to Jeremy's room and we had a great time. The party was awesome. It's one of my highlights of VCon was that night, despite the fact it started with a drive-by shooting, which scared a few of us. Um, ended up with an awesome night with a good party up in Jeremy's room. We played some flip cups, some beer pong. So it was, it was a good time. It was a really good time. And uh, Jeremy is the term like that will probably be most universally understood as a holistic health coach. He doesn't necessarily like that term though. So he's a chief energy officer. You know, he helps you improve your health and wellness and fitness. Um, he does a lot of things. It's difficult for me to really kind of properly nail down um, exactly who Jeremy is and what Jeremy does. But, um, like I said, chief energy officer is, an, is the perfect term. Um, he is somebody with some of the best energy I have met. Your energy goes up when you're with him. Uh, very good dude. So I was very, very excited to get him on the podcast, uh, for this episode. So we'll dive into some of my takeaways here now, uh, that I have for my conversation about five or six here. So we'll try and run through these again, 15, 20 minutes as we normally do. Sorry, not 15, 20, 10, 15, as we normally do. Um, and we'll dive into the first one right here, which is honestly, which is, which was the hook which I opened up the podcast and it was, it's all a game of self-love is kind of what, what Jeremy was saying. And that kind of came to how do you create in a way that's authentic to you? And he said, it comes down to self-love. Like really you, if like, if, if you love yourself, you're going to treat your body right. You're going to eat right. You're going to go to bed on time. You're going to do all these things that are going to benefit you because you love yourself. And on top of that, if you love yourself, you're going to create in a way that's most, most authentic to you because you love yourself and you want yourself to be happy in creating authentic content. And I think that's so important. And so many people today are more caught up in the love and admiration of others than the love and admiration they have for themselves. Right? I've, I've the, Kind of like the term I've started using recently was like everybody wants to be known, but they don't stop and ask themselves what they want to be known for. They want to go viral, but they don't stop and think, well, what kind of content are they creating that's allowing them to go viral? And do they like that? And is that authentic to themselves? And that's because they're more caught up in the admiration and the love of others than they are of their own love, of their own self-love. And so that's an important, that was just an interesting, like I've never heard anybody talk about it in that way before where it comes down to self-love and how you create most authentic how you create in the way that's most authentic to you? you know, a lot of people, it's like, you know, just don't listen to the opinions of others and things like that. And all of this obviously boils down to, to self-love. And actually, that was an interesting point on in how to create in a way that is most authentic to you. The next thing too, like, and this kind of couples together with how to create authentic content and, and creating in a way that's most authentic to yourself is, is you need to be passionate about whatever it is you're, you're creating about. And in this context from the interviews, but whatever you're selling. You know, Jeremy was talking, we talked about Grandpa George, Jeremy's grandpa, who sold vacuums door to door. I believe it was in Iowa in the 1950s. 
And so, <clears throat> pardon me. And, but he genuinely believed in these vacuums. He thought he was making a difference in the lives of people if they purchased one of these vacuums. And because of that, he was able to do it for like 11 years. We actually haven't confirmed with Jeremy. That's the number I, I thought his grandpa did the vacuum sales for. We weren't 100% sure on that. Um, but something like 11, 9 to 10, 11 years, he sold these vacuums. And so, but he did it because he genuinely believed in the product. And so that kind of boils down to if you're selling, especially on social media or anywhere, you don't want to be selling. <laughs> you want to basically, people don't care about what you're selling. People care about how you're going to make a difference in their lives, how you're going to make their lives better. So don't sell them your product. Show them how you are going to make their lives better. And you're going to only be able to do that if you genuinely believe the product you have will make their lives better. It's hard to shill a product you don't believe in. It's hard to create content you don't believe in. So you need to make sure you're genuinely improving the lives of people who interact with you online, in person, in your business, with your business. You need to be genuine in what you're selling. You don't want to sell them. You want to show them why your product is so valuable. They can't live without it. And kind of on that too, that, that leads me to another point here that Jeremy and I talked about. And this is something I picked up in the research that I asked him about that he got, that I noticed he really picked up on. Like he got very excited when I mentioned it and it was multiple streams of impact. You know, everyone's often focused on multiple streams of income. How can I find other ways to make money? But what you should be focusing on is what are other ways I can make impact in people's lives and how can I do that in multiple ways? And honestly, realistically, if you figure that out and you focus on that, how can you make an impact in people's lives? That will naturally lead to multiple streams of income. If you're making an impact, people are going to want to work with you. They're going to want to pay you. They're going to want to hire you. They're going to want to buy your product or your service if it's making an impact. And that's just a big, that's even like a shift for me in my own brain. It's like, how am I, how am I impacting people? Am I impacting them in a the right way? Are the ways, I think too, it's like, are the ways that you're impacting people aligned? Like, are you impacting people in, in ways that is like consistent, you know, it's like people who like, I have multiple streams of income with my Amazon store and my random coaching business. And like this, and like if you're, if you're making impact and you have a mission, you want to make impact at scale, which will lead me to the next take, which we'll get to in a second. But if you want to make impact at scale, you want to make sure the ways you're impacting people are aligned. You don't want to be impact them in random ways that don't connect. You want to make sure they're all aligned and you're impacting people in, in similar ways. And again, to do that, you need to believe in what you're selling. You need to love yourself so you don't, so you can, you need to love yourself so you can have a mission that's most authentic to you and to make impact in the ways that, that you genuinely believe in that and do so in multiple ways and have multiple streams of impact, which will naturally lead to multiple streams of income. It's focusing on the impact instead of the income first. That's a huge shift because you focus on the impact over, or if you focus on the income over the impact, you'll make decisions that aren't aligned to your vision. And on that note too, like <clears throat> I haven't necessarily thought about it in this way before. I don't think a lot of people do, but I was talking with Jeremy. I was like, you know, we're speaking of like, you have this mission to change the world. We want to have impact at scale. And the best way to do that is with your social media. You, if you want to impact people at scale, social media is a great way to do it. I think a lot of people look at social media as a tool to, to grow influence, to grow a following, to build community. But what are you trying to do with that? those people that do follow you, that are in your community? Are you trying to impact them? Or are you just trying to get them to, to boost your ego? And again, that comes back to it's all the game of self-love where you're more worried about the validation and the applause from others than you are in, from yourself. And so instead of focusing on how can I just get the most followers, how can you make the most impact with your social media? You look at your social media as an extension of the impact you can have, not as a way to just to get people to like you. 
you it's looking at it from the from taking a 180 perspective with social it's not looking at how can i get people to watch my content it's how can i impact the people who are watching i think that's just a huge shift it's just a total like i said 180 on how most people look at social media everyone looks at it's like how can i get people to like me but it's not about how many people can like you it's how you can impact them and someone I think does a great job at this, and obviously like he's the biggest, he's a big example of this, but it's like you look at Gary Vee, which is naturally a natural example here, which I met Jeremy at VCon, but like he's focused on that. You know, he's not doing social media to get brand deals. He's doing it to impact people and it's working. He has tens of millions of followers across social media because he's focused on the impact piece. And so many people aren't. They're focused on the audience. How can I get more followers? How can I get people more people to like me? Instead of how can I impact more people? I think that is a huge shift when it comes to how you approach social media. And again, a lot of this goes back down to similar to what we talked about at the top of this podcast. It's all a game of self-love and tapping into your most authentic self. It's like you need to find ways to tap into your most authentic self and create in the way that's most authentic to you. You know, Jeremy is now starting to, to make music because to him, that, that speaks to him. That is an authentic way for him to create. And a lot of people, I think they don't do that. They try to chase trends and they look for, again, back to the validation of other people, back to the validation of the algorithm. And because of that, they don't create in a way that they genuinely want to be creating. And I think it's important. Like you have to kind of spend time with yourself because we're so worried about the opinions of other people and will people like it and will the will it play well in the algorithm that we don't create in a way that we'd like to. You know, and I, I saw a TikTok recently that I thought was very interesting. It said that like most people... Look at like most people who come from rich families end up finding some form of career in the arts. And a lot of people look at that as, as a place of privilege, but I think it's a beautiful thing that when people don't have to worry about money, they often default into being creative. And that just kind of slapped me right in the face when I was like, holy shit. And obviously like that's just one TikTok. So there's no real statistics or analytics or anything that's very anecdotal, but I, it, that rung very true with me that if money were no issue, a lot of us would be more creative and we'd create in ways where we wouldn't care about other people. But right now we're so caught up in the opinions of others and the out, how our content is going to play in the algorithm because we look at social media as a way to make money, as a way to put a roof over our head to feed ourselves. And because of that, we don't necessarily, we don't create in ways that are authentic to ourselves. But if money were no issue and we could create however and whatever we wanted, what would you create? How would you create? And for a lot of people, I think it would be very, very different than creating 23 second TikToks. I don't think people naturally want to make that. And maybe you do. And I, maybe I'm saying people don't because I know I don't and I'm projecting my own feelings onto you as, a, as an individual. I, there are people out there who definitely love to make this kind of content. I don't. And I think that that's something, again, I'm just kind of me unpacking my own self right now here live on this podcast for you. But like, I think that for me, it's like if money were no issue, if social media didn't matter, how would I create? And now as I'm talking, I'm like money doesn't really matter because I don't make my money off of social media, off of my TikTok. So why am I pandering to, to an audience, to, to an algorithm to create in a format that I don't necessarily enjoy? So this is giving me a lot to think about of finding ways to tap into your most creative self and your most creating the way that's most authentic to you. And I think that's probably part of that is like the screenwriting. That's why I'm doing that more and more because that is a way that's more authentic to me. That is a way I like to create. I'm noticing that I like to spend time on a creative project. In TikTok, I don't. I spend like 20 minutes filming TikToks. I spend a couple hours editing them and then they're gone. And I don't care. You know, and that's like TikTok for like two weeks, <laughs> you know, and then I don't really care. And then there, I just throw them out there and they're gone forever. And I don't revisit them. I don't really care. But like my David Dobrik documentary that I made that took me three months to make is probably one of the things I'm most proud of. My scripts, which take me months to do. I'm extremely proud of those as well because I spent time and I shaped the project. I shaped the creative work. My 
my other stuff, my TikToks, I don't care about because I don't spend time shaping them. It's like, how fast can I pump these fuckers out? Sorry, that was really aggressive. But like, how fast can I pump these TikToks out and, and just move on to the next one? And I don't enjoy that. And so I think I'm still in the process of all these things that I learned from Jeremy that I'm telling you right now is something I'm still going through myself. And so I need to figure out the way that is, I think I kind of know the way that's most authentic to me. Um, but I'm still figuring it out. And I know you are too. And I think too, like one thing that one, a couple of takeaways here, I have one other one. And then one other thought on the interview as a whole, I want to talk to you about, but it's that, you know, Jeremy got fired from his dream job and that ended up being one of the biggest, most pivotal moments of his career in life was the fact that he got fired from his dream job. It led him to a new city, it led him to a new hobby, a new passion, a new business, a new path, a new goal, a new mission. And it all came out of what he would have at the time probably thought was one of the worst days of his life. And as human beings, we're going to go through transitions. Life, the only constant thing is life is change. We like to think nothing will ever change, but we are always changing. Life is always changing. And no matter how hard we try, it's going to keep changing whether we want to or not. And it's in those transitory moments, in those transitions from one phase of life to the next, that we can have our most growth. You know, people always have like a recession is a great time to build a business. I'm not talking about that right now. Oh, I keep, sorry, I'm on a little table here. I'm in a new apartment. And so there's the room I was in was really echoey. So I'm like, have a makeshift stand here when I'm recording this podcast. So if there's a couple bumps and stuff, I apologize. But I'm not talking about like how to build a business in a recession. I'm talking about in your own life. You know, when you move cities, which I have recently done, when you are newly out of a relationship, when you get fired from your dream job, like these can be scary things. These are big transitions in our lives. And some of them we push back on aggressively because we don't want to do the transition. We don't want to go through the change, but it's in those moments of change where we can have our most growth, where we can find ourselves. And so I just want you to remember that, you know, and if you want to dive more into understanding how to, how to navigate these transitions and, and do well with them, I highly recommend Arthur C. Brooks. Um, he is a professor at Harvard. He talks, teaches happiness essentially. And I've been doing a deep dive on him. He talks, but it's a lot. So if you want to kind of dig more into how can I navigate these transitions of life and come out of them in a better way, Arthur C. Brooks, highly recommend you check him out. My last, the last thing I want to touch on here briefly, um, but that is that is, yeah, I want to talk about the, the research piece of this interview, because I feel like this was a big learning for me when it comes to being an interviewer. And it's like, an, it's something I've kind of known. So basically when I, when I did this podcast with Jeremy, I said, I met Jeremy at VCon. He's a mutual friend of a couple friends of mine. And the reason this podcast happened is my friend, uh, Jamie was like, yo, Jeremy, you got to go on Jacob's podcast. Like he does such good research. He's going to dig up all these things on you. And Jeremy was, or, uh, yeah. And Jeremy was like, I'm interested to see what you're going to find, you know? And Jamie's like, you know, he's just such a good researcher. Like you got to go on the show. So the bar was set that I do my research. And so because the bar was set and this is no fault of anybody's like, this is just an interesting insight that I picked up on after doing this because the bar was so high. I focused on the research. I focused on finding the little gems that I could so shock Jeremy with on the podcast, which I did successfully. Like, I, that's not an arrogant thing to say. Like, I know I, I, I found some stuff. I caught him off guard. I got some good things out of this podcast. And it was great. You know, like, I, but I was great. You know, I, I did, I set out with the objective of, of basically hitting him with all these things. And I did that. But in reflecting on the podcast after the fact and in editing, I feel like I was too focused on the research. I was too focused on just like hit him with a thing, deep cut, deep cut, deep cut, deep cut, deep cut. That like, I didn't, I kind of let the conversation become secondary, if that makes sense. 
like, again, this is of no fault of anybody's. Like, this isn't anybody's fault, uh, but this is mine. Like, the podcast was good, and Jeremy was great, but I just, like, I know I could have gone deeper with him on certain things that probably would have provided more value to you as a listener. These deep cuts, while cool, and they lead to awesome reactions, which means the guests, like Jeremy, and this isn't just exclusive to this podcast with Jeremy. This has been the history of this show. This is what I used to do. I've changed a little bit, but, like, with this specific one and other ones, it's been, like, the guest leaves away very fulfilled because you know they got to reflect it's really cool for them and like in some instances maybe at least to a really cool interview i'm also probably in my head a little bit on this as well now that i'm sitting as i'm talking but like i and i leave with like the huge ego boost of like look at that positive reaction that i got out of them because i knew those things and they were so impressed but i don't know if that necessarily provides as much value as it could to the listener maybe it did and maybe i'm completely wrong on here but i think when I had someone like Jeremy who can deliver a ton of value and he still did deliver value in this podcast. It's not what I'm saying, but I think there was like certain elements that like we skated on that we could have gone so much deeper on, but I didn't stop when there was an interesting thread and I could see Jeremy was excited about something. I didn't stop to go deeper on that thread because, Oh, I have this other deep cut. I want to throw at him. I think that's just an interesting insight for me is like, is to make sure I think about you more in, in these interviews. Like, yeah, Jeremy walked away loving the podcast you know, he had a great time because I just threw all these deep cuts. I talked about Ruby, uh, Ruby, Ruth. I'm blanking on her name now. Ruth Gunn. I can't remember her. Grandpa George. Um, way, I knew some things in that podcast that impressed him and he walked away impressed. And that's a huge boost to my ego. But I don't know if necessarily you walked away excited about and feel like you learned a ton. Maybe if you're a fan of Jeremy's and you want to learn about Jeremy, you did that. But if you're not a fan of Jeremy, like, does it, not that it doesn't matter, but like, did you get as much value to the podcast as you could have? And could I have navigated that conversation differently? So I wasn't just focused on hitting him with the deep research. If I'd like, you know, we barely talked about microdosing. That's big for him. We barely talked about mindset and that's big for him. Fitness, health. We didn't talk about a lot of these things because I was too focused on the deep cuts. And so I think that's just an interesting takeaway for me. That's not necessarily something he said, but just how I navigate the conversation. And again, I want to be very clear. The podcast was still great. I had a great time. I thought it was a fun podcast. I thought it was a good conversation, but I just think from an alt, like from an interviewer's perspective, myself as the person conducting this interview, how much like could I have gone deeper on a lot of things and did focusing on the research that I sacrifice getting even more value out of Jeremy than I could have. And so that's something I've been thinking about lately that I wanted to share with you. I like to be transparent in the whole process of this podcast. And that's something I've been thinking about since I wrapped up this podcast with Jeremy. But um, which also leads me into the thing I did in LA, which if you follow my Instagram, you know, I was in LA, I was interviewing big creators. So I approached those interviews completely differently. And I think they went really well as a result. Um, but we can talk more about my LA trip in a couple of weeks. But other than that, this podcast with Jeremy was a great time. If you haven't listened to the full thing yet, I highly recommend you go and check it out. It'll be the one right below this in your podcast app. Also, if you have listened and you want to follow Jeremy, I'll make sure everything's linked in the show notes down below so you can find it. You can follow me on social media at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. If you did enjoy today's podcast, be sure to leave us a positive rating and review. Share this episode with a friend. Subscribe to the show. I put a brand new interviews every single Tuesday and a brand new takeaways episode like this is an audio exclusive where I sit down and break down the most recent podcast episode of the week every single Thursday. As always, today's podcast is powered by Surf. Thank you once again for listening. We'll talk soon.